Hey, this is Peter from Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. Welcome to episode 61 featuring Patrick Doniger of the Beerly Legal Group. This week's show features the second half of our conversation with Patrick, a man who truly has a lot going on right now. He's got the remodeling of Alewife, the launch of Alewife Brewing Company, the release of their first beer, Electric Rhino, and not to mention a baby on the way. Congrats to Patrick and his family. We've got a great episode with a lot of interesting stories and exciting updates on all of the Beerly Legal Ventures. Check out the BTBT store today. You can visit the BTBT store at beertodaybeertomorrow.com for BTBT glassware and shirts. Also, stay tuned. BTBT is going to be sharing some very major information in the coming weeks. That's right. It's a motherfucking cliffhanger in the intro. Now grab some beers or make your way to some and enjoy this week's show. Cheers. What would you say your, your philosophy is when you're approaching your business? Like, how would you describe that? Eh, customer service, hospitality focused with quality product. I know it sounds like a fucking sell sheet, but no, it's seriously hospitality, customer service is number one. A um, friend of mine, Andy, uh, had me set up this company, Beerly Legal, and uh, he's the legal part of it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was like, I needed that backer and, and friend to push me and put me in the right direction. And, you know, it was a lot of shit I tried to do that, that uh, wasn't exactly legal. And, uh, you know, he kept me at bay. <laughs> and, uh, but he taught me the, you know, I was so stuck in the world of, of just constant pressure and trying to and make things work. You know, like there was, I got to make this place work. I got to make that work. You know, it's especially in the first year or so, it's really, really hard. And I kind of neglected the customer service aspect of it. And it was a huge awakening. Like, why? Why I forgot what I got into it for. You know, this is this is what we're about. And I was just so driven behind the scenes to make things work, to create events, to get the best beers, to keep the books in order. Like, you know, it was it was just everything. And uh, you know, obviously, I checked myself in that, and and boom, we we got our company policy kind of right down, and made it enforced it kind of <laughs> into a into our theme for the bars it's like you know we we we're all beer drinkers where we go out to other places and some you go wow i want my staff to be like this someday or and then like wow i never want my i'm never coming back here i never want to fucking i can't yeah. believe i was talked to like that you know like why i'm here trying to spend money like i don't like pretentious fucking people i don't like people looking down their nose at other people and i want everyone to get along i don't care about any isms like there's nothing, no room for that in any of my fucking bars. And we find that, we yeah. kick that shit out right away. And then we hear about it in Yelp the next day. And we're like, fuck you. You're racist. You're sexist. You're, you know. Right. There's no room for that in our bars. We'll be nice to you as much as we can. We'll kill you with kindness. But <laughs> if you bring up shit like that, you're right. Like, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, uh, it's completely you can, fair game. You can, you can bullshit all you want about it. But you're, if you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong. So I want my places to be fair to everybody to come and drink and have fun. No politics, no religion. Yeah. Let's just come and drink and have a chat. Like, put your phones away and let's chat right. as I'm about to check my phone. It's a modern Twitch. What can you do? It's a modern Twitch. It fucking is, you know. I was like, I don't know if it was the weed I was smoking the other night, but I couldn't stop looking at my phone. It was driving me nuts because it was, I think it was maybe the brewery on Instagram and people were commenting. And I was like trying to like be responsive and get back and yeah, I yeah. found myself like looking at my wife and like, wait what'd you say she's like wow you're really not listening to me and i'm like wow i turned my phone off like i'm sorry i'm home baby <laughs> yeah let me let me put work away for a minute but i just don't stop but it's uh um 
But the whole point of bars, in my opinion, and what I was brought up with, and uh, my dad and my mother instilled in me is like customer service. You know, like these people are coming in for you to listen to them. And back then, it was like we knew everything about everybody. You know, it was like you're the psychologist. You know, you're the you're the person. You're a shrink yeah. that has to listen to everyone. And um, you know, I want that. I want people to be able to talk to people again. You know, and and talk to your friends, talk to people, strangers. You know, it's like. That's what that's what social socializing is all about. Like that's the original social fucking network, you know. Put your shit away, talk. Yeah. And yeah. then what we'll do, and then our staff wise, it's about. And we try to. You can't force people to be sociable, but you can try through uh, management and through staff teaching people the values of of customer appreciation, like treat others as you would expect them to treat you. Fucking Bible reference. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I can't believe I remembered something, but it's uh, and then you can go like. Uh, then, but when you when you're when your staff are gelling together and you're a family environment and you're cool your staff and you're not a dick of a boss, and they'll not be a dick to customers. They'll be nice. They'll you know if you create something inside that there's you know little glitch in there. This I like everything out in the open. If if people are bubbling up like resentment and you know that it got treated unfairly, then what what do you fucking expect? They're going to be an asshole to customers because right. they don't care. You know they're just it's just a job to them. Like it's my life. It's what I do. But it's their job, and you should come to work if you love what you do then it's you know the old fucking yeah. saying like it's not really work but I want my people to come make money enjoy it while they're here you know and bartending waitressing like serving porters everything is stepping stone to something else like I bar back to years ago and I was putting my paces and dishwash and everything you know right. and but it's it's a family you know like every one of my bars have such a click they don't they, they they're all so individual you know mm-hmm. and we've such great people working for us and i think it just comes from the management well it's a tough oh, job you oh it's you horrible have to, like, you have to know everybody yeah i get my and, and i get trust my, them to be yeah, there for you absolutely yeah. but you know the shit they have to deal with is unbelievable like oh, the yeah. people that come in and they're like 99 percent of people are phenomenally good people that come in and they have a good heart and good soul and good humans then you get one or two <laughs> Yeah. They just come in to destroy your day and destroy others. And, you know, they might have taken something you don't know and you can't tell and they're hard to deal with. And But, you know, like all we can do in this industry is kill people with kindness and do our best to facilitate their needs and be nice. You know, yeah. like I just like to be nice. You know, if uh, Sarah that works at Fool's Gold, she's got a tattoo, be nice. And she's a sweetheart. Yeah. People like, you know, talk bad to her. It's like, how can you not? be nice to this girl like she's, <laughs> she's been so nice and that's the same right. with everybody you know yeah. the ma- I've, I overhear my managers talking to customers all the time about a complaint and everything and it's like it can be so easily fixed come to us talk to us before you go home and write your re- Yelp review you know like let's yeah. we, can, yep. we can solve or, or message you directly right yeah, I instead of just ranting well, on the internet wouldn't that right. be a fucking yeah. dream crazy ideas yeah. right? crazy. <laughs> we, but you know I use I also use Yelp and Google and everything as constructive criticism too oh, so yeah. if there's something truly warranted I will address it immediately and i try to I, personally i try to respond to all reviews um there's a lot there were people review a lot man holy <laughs> shit i gotta keep up I that's get, a busy yeah. city I now. Do one out of 50 now and you, you, know? you got what four four, four yeah. plus establishments coming on the that's way. that's a lot yeah, yeah. and uh, so i try to respond social media and, and reviews and stuff but you know it's like just be nice talk to us talk to bar owners talk to restaurant owners talk to your managers talk to staff just don't leave angry like we want to make it right so you know we're all reasonable people. So I hope yeah. I, I hope times change a little bit where we can all talk again, instead of going to our phones or going to our computers or whatever. And you know let talk 
to your fellow man. We're a tribal right. fucking species, you know. We should be able to talk. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> I know we're all thrown in this big fishbowl of New York City and <laughs> we have to deal with it, you know. But we can still be friends. We can still talk. You yeah. know, I, yeah. I like that philosophy of of being one race of people. Like, we're or, sorry, one species of people, of humans. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, the human race. Right. Human yeah, the human yeah. race. Like, let's <laughs> fucking get along, you know. It's like... It's it's reflecting on my beers and, and what we're doing. I'm trying to send a message out there for equality and and you know, death to ego is, is a huge announcement to, to the world to get your fucking shit together, you know? Put yep. away your fucking ego and get along with people and create more equality like uh, Daniel Birch, our designer, is doing some Oum language, which is ancient Irish language before right. religion, before everything, before you know, just lines and crosses, you know, yeah. crazy fucking thing. But we're doing one love and most of the cans and we're doing, um, we're doing like little messages out there to people and we put it all together like every year or something. And I just want, I want a better world for kids to come into and, and I want beer to, to speak to people, you know, and it does, it, it creates a commodity among men, women, 21 plus people <laughs> well, here anyways yeah. yeah no but it brings people together trust yeah, me like absolutely I, like, I don't i think 21 plus or not we all start earlier and we all oh, fuck we sense. all know yeah. it's all about just people right yeah. coming together that's and having it. a good time that is yeah. it and that's what i know that i'm just remembering the original question was what's my philosophy kind of thing so it's <laughs> really to bring people together better you know there's a lot of division out there and obviously now this time is when i'm working harder to just make my spaces better places for people to come and get acquainted with new people and friends and relationships and whatever like beer unites i'm sure somebody has that logo but well <laughs> think, done well isn't done. that on the other side of that glass well it depends on the oh, glass it's i guess bro, bro. Uh, it's the other one but <laughs> no five bro got the, the but they have one that's so like it's about uniting people oh really yeah, yeah oh, uniting no, people through beer you know what i'm talking what about you, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a i like the quote a lot actually yeah. it's a good one yeah well i mean it's i mean that's Beer's community, you know, we talk about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a craft beer community, not a cutthroat market. Exactly. Right, right. We all help each other, you know. It's like the more and new, you got to remember, like in New York City, like I done, I remember doing my business plan, doing research for this, and I was looking at San Diego. The amount of breweries per capita, <laughs> it was ridiculous compared yeah. to New York. Like it was like at the time, I think there was twenty four breweries in New York, and eight million people, residents, not tourists not ending like right, that right. Yeah. there's room for fucking everybody you know oh, yeah. yeah of course you're going to be a dick to another brewery you're digging your own grave you're isolating yourself you know yep. it's like be nice work with people you know don't talk shit about fellow industry people it's like we're all here to help each other you know it's it's beer <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're not wine people we're not animals yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah man you know that's the message I guess you know it's like we're going to do a lot more messages to our beers and but my bars are customer service, hospitality, fucking quality products, and you know all beer focused. I love cocktails too, so and I love wine. <laughs> so let me get this: beer, cocktails, wine. Yeah, that's pretty much everything, right? There you go. You got it all. So I love it all. But it's a uh, no. It's it's very important to the bars to represent a hub for neighborhoods for people to come and put their shit aside. You know, drink. Or eat, or sit and talk. Right. I don't care. Yep. There you go. That's a great mm-hmm. answer. That's a great answer. So I, I, I got to ask. So, what's one of the, the the craziest craft beer related stories that you can share with uh, with our audience here today that you've experienced? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I may get 
I don't know. I don't think I can say. I don't even know where to go with a light story on this. Jesus, fuck. I've been in so many. <laughs> I've had some. some so your bad... answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had some. From, from half around, halfway around the globe, I've had some interesting nights out. and Yeah, I can't really comment on that. Um, I have a lot of friends that I, I don't kiss and tell kind of thing, you know. Right. It's, uh, but yeah, there has been some insane night I don't know where to go I'm just you got me on a hop there I'm like I don't know where to fucking go with this <laughs> nay I can't place any names um, there's been some wild you, you wild can, nights you out. can change names to protect the uh, innocent yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those made for TV like crime dramas yeah, you know, yeah, all the yeah. names and places have been changed yeah there's definitely been crazy nights I, like I'll, I, one is pretty clean um, myself Brian Palumbo from Alewife Baltimore uh, he actually done construction, built this place. Daniel Lanigan, Sean Motor, the Dones Motor Lambique, uh, in Brussels. <laughs> wow, um, that's, that's, I think that's a very, uh, that's a great line very easy there. going crowd. Yeah. Yeah. you wouldn't. No, no, this is just a good get story. together. We just got fucked up. <laughs> no, we were we were doing a Belgian, our Belgium, Germany, and Amsterdam, and we were partying around the place. We go okay. to like we fly in Amsterdam. We meet up with everybody. I come from New York. There's people coming from Boston, from Baltimore, from buffalo um you know all around the place we all met up in amsterdam we you know we go out in a fucking tear we get destroyed drunk yeah um, but it keeps going it's in amsterdam it doesn't stop you know <laughs> yeah i had a great idea to take mushrooms you know it's like go in the store give me some mushrooms love my psilocybin and then i go uh, <laughs> we were, uh i went in to get something for everybody you know there's like five or six of us everyone was like here let's all do it you know you told me to go in and get it everyone agreed Nobody took a fucking mushroom. I ended up eating all of it. <laughs> uh, they all fucking, they all pretended they took it and then told me right afterwards they didn't take anything. So I just kept on eating them. And then I was out of my mind for nearly fucking 12 hours and bouncing around Amsterdam. Very visual. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that was the start of the week in touring Europe. And, uh, wow. You know, Good we start. ended up. So it was easy after that. Yeah, yeah no, I think so, right? I remember just being in Motorlambique in Brussels and just fucking getting wasted. And we were just sit, all sitting around, just all close friends sitting around talking shit, drinking beers, going to a dive bar in Brussels that had fucking Cantillon and everything on top. Wow, it is such Brussels. a dive bar. Yeah. And, uh, but I remember walking up the street just drinking. We're all carrying bottles of um, uh, Cantillon goose and just passing around and. It's like drinking 40s in Brussels. Yeah. Just drinking Cantillon. It's like, you know. Yeah, I need, I need I to go back just, there and I do that. I just wish somebody <laughs> would have taken a picture of all of us walking down this alleyway. Like, dark, wet, stony, like, cobblestone. Yeah. Narrow building. It's just an amazing time, you know. And just walking to a dive bar from a world-class beer bar and drinking Cantillon up the street. Firing it into a dumpster when you're done. Like, it was nothing. Then another bottle is brought out. Somebody has another one. <laughs> smoking pot going up away we go Brussels ignites we meet up with a bunch of other people don't think I can mention them and, and it's, it's you know they're, they're good they're, hella, they're legendary brewers and, and we the night went on for quite a while and, yeah and then Germany and then Germany kind of got out of control real fucking fast <laughs> so I can't comment anymore on that but it was that was one great trip and that was six, seven, eight years ago and I've been doing it every year since so it's, oh, wow, it's nice. been you know, Dublin, crazy. Manchester, crazy. West Coast, Florida, everywhere. Like, we've traveled quite a bit. We go to a lot of beer festivals and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Wake Fest a couple of week, weeks ago was nuts. And I always love... I lo I like the festivals. I'm just not a big festival person myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, just not 
great with crowds. So I all when I I've gone to G- GBF so many times. I went in once, and I just love the shit around the bars. I love bars. Oh I yeah, love hanging out. Yeah, in I've, bars. I've only yeah. been GBF once, and honestly, the time we spent the days before and after just exploring Denver was amazing. Yeah. Right, because the whole crowd's there, yeah, and all the good stuffs coming out because of GBF. Oh yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, you don't even have to go to the festival to enjoy the festival. Yeah, man. I'm just, you know, right on. one thing I can say: I never get arrested in America. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like, you know, like, there's warnings and stuff. You know. Oh but, yeah. You know, of it was course. Like late night. What the fuck are you guys doing? You know, walking like down the street yeah. or trying to get a cab, whatever. But you know, it's. <laughs> I, I I love it. I love this industry. Like I love the people in it. It's such fun. We get to do a lot of fun things. We get the perks are fun, you know. No, it's like absolutely the uh, I don't know. It's just, just I like the people. There you go. And man. Shit happens. Crazy shit happens when crazy people get together. I guess so. You know, you can't. You just got to go with the flow. So I've seen you be on the other side of the table at the, I know. the festivals, right? Yeah. Maybe that'll help with the crowds. You'll just be watching them, or you'll just leave no, and get I, drunk I'll, with your friends. <laughs> yeah, I'll go in. I'll be. I'll be there. I like. Uh, I'll be there until it gets too crazy, but, you know, it's it's different. It's your own thing, and it's... Very true. I'm ex- really fucking excited to do it. You know, I want to talk to people about our beers. You know, I want to talk to people about, like, convince them to drink more, you know? Go and tell your local bar to, to buy more. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, you know, it's, yeah, I didn't think of that until fucking now, actually. Jesus. Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to crush it, I guess. We're going to do our best. We're going to go to a lot of festivals, get the name out there, and have fun. You know, we got a good crew to drive around and do our do our thing so i think we got queen's beer week is our first fest and then fiber craft beer fest is our second one and that's, that's really the well all, right eh? that's at the well right fiber the well yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll we'll be at that they do some fun things you know they're good guys they're great yeah. you know, yeah, the well yeah, yeah. awesome. that's a great place it's a great yeah, it great is. place it is really good I, I was there last year i think for the first time at the fiber craft beer fest i think we were doing food for them and it was a good time yeah it was good and uh I love that. I just love Brooklyn too. It's like just bouncing around some good bars down there. Great people living there. And uh, God knows what'll happen that weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck. I always had to come back to the bars and do work, but when I do these festivals now, it'll be, you know, it'll be focused. Like, oh, I need a day or two to recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, different. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we've covered a lot of ground, touched a lot of different different topics. Is there anything that we haven't gone over? Anything that, that you want to tell our audience? Anything that you feel they should know about all the establishments and all the really cool shit that you got going on and coming up? Not really. Not. I don't really care. You know, <laughs> go and do. Just go and do what you want. Just be nice. You know. There you it's go. Like, I, I love my customers. I love people. I love new people coming checking out the bars. But fucking New York City, there's a lot out there. Like when you come by, you come by. You're here. I'm not. I'm not forcing you to come. Like. But if you don't fucking drink a wife beer, I swear to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, seriously, I love like I have so many friends in the industry, and um, so many bars. I feel terrible myself not being able to get to them a lot or ever. And uh, <laughs> it's a yeah. uh, it's a great community in New York City. Like, don't just drink in my bars. Go to other people's bars, except Haymaker because fuck Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't a smear campaign against each other because of Chris O'Leary's Brew York, so it's just a running joke. But uh, oh, was that the the madness thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we just, I, I we, caught a bit of that. We started giving yeah, yeah. each other shit. <laughs> up shit. It was fucking hilarious. Like you know, it was like, oh, you didn't go there. And then I would text him like, can I post this? What do you think of this? He's like, please don't post that part. That's awful. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but uh, no, message is 
go enjoy craft beer wherever you get it. Drink local, drink fucking uh, Belgian, German, drink any beer from around the world. Drink, experiment, try new things. Don't fucking bitch about it so much. You know, it's not yours. You didn't brew it. Respect other people's creative mindset. If something doesn't suit you, then say, that's not for me. I mean, oh, we only got 4,000 breweries or yeah. 6,000 now. Yeah, just in yeah, order to find just something nice. you like. like. Enjoy it. Yeah, right. I just want, like, you know, be nice. Jesus. Beer is 500 times more complex than wine. Wine doesn't get that much shit, you know? Yeah. You know, and we're a small community. Like, we should be growing it, not shooting ourselves in the fucking foot with it. So, be nice. I, think, I think that's the problem, though, right? It's like the internet. Once you have enough people to bitch, everything's going to get shot down. Yeah. And beer is what everybody drinks. Yeah. Not, whereas well, you know, wine, I mean, not that it'll. A lot of people drink wine, but yeah. they, not a lot of people comment on wine. The same That's way that I mean. everybody talks I mean. about beer. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. And uh-huh. it's it's just a growing pain of having people figure out their levels and yeah. understanding what's but there. That, you know, you need people to figure out their taste and where, oh, yeah, no. where do you Pal- think they'll go next. Palettes are something most people still yeah, don't understand. But it's really hard to figure out. Like, you know, brewers are excuse me, constantly... Um, Trying to figure that out for themselves, you know, like what oh, do people yeah. want next and hit and miss, hit and miss, swing yep. and miss, you know. It'll come when it comes, but, you know, I just, I feel bad for some breweries to get such abuse. Mm. And I hope, hopefully we'll never get that abuse, but, you know, it's like, there's no need for it, you know. But I don't like it, fucking sure. order something else. And yep. yeah. clean, keep clean beer lines and and then you've no excuse, but it's the brewery fault. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, a lot, a lot of the best bars nowadays anyways, they'll give you a taste. Oh, absolutely. Like, try before you buy. If right. you're, if you're picky. Course. I remember reading menus years ago going, once you buy it, it's yours, you know? And I never liked that, ever. I thought, no. You know, it's, as a customer, I wouldn't like to do that. And, like, I'm stuck with a 20-ounce pint of fucking 13% swill. You know, I don't yeah. want that. I yeah. want, I want give me like, a I'm, first. I'm know? pretty open up, but I still don't always commit to, you know, crazy bottles. Yeah, yeah. Partly because there's already, you know, probably 10 things I, to try on tap. But man, I got rid of bottles in all my bars nearly. Like, yeah. I'm down to, I used to have bottle lists of, fuck, I remember all at home, we'd nearly bought a list of 100 bottles. And about three years ago, maybe, maybe, yeah, three years ago, and I, craft, or cans were coming in craft cans. And um, I switched, started, like, weeding out my bottles and getting rid of them. Some of the bigger ones we put in storage and, like, the last have a good shelf life to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably age better. They, uh, they, we kept those, and we done deals and everything else just to get rid of. And and we started bringing in more cans and more cans. More breweries started doing more cans. Like I think the Jeffrey column has probably thirty cans in there now. Wow. Just yep. fucking a lot of beer, you know. Yeah. So now we're trying to limit everything, but I'd always keep the classics on, like Orval and mm-hmm. a few others, like secret bottles of whatever right. we got put right. away. You know, yeah. like the things you know will stand the test of time. Yeah. You know, like, but you, you know, you tell me like Hill Farms that are going to put something in the bottle, and I, I can get to buy it. I'll fucking buy it. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? But there I, I, oh yeah, there are some classics you need to have in stock at all times. You know, we try to five to ten bottles max at each bar, and but rest is cans and draft. Um, quality coming from cans is pretty impressive. Sure, sure. Uh, it's interesting. I read something just recently that um, 2017 was actually the, the the highest rate of of craft beer breweries that ended up closing down. But um, and I think a lot of people question what's going on sometimes in the industry. But I mean, if you look if you look at a market like New York, where there were so few craft breweries, I mean now it's now it's you know it's exploding, but it's still nowhere near where you would think New York should be at or could be at. Yeah, but New York is a hard market. The cost it's a tough market. Here is yeah. pretty, Very expensive. You know, it's hard for individuals to to create something like that. You're paying high rent, yeah. higher than any. Fucking city clothes where I don't know I don't know the facts and I would say of the world, and um, 
you know, it's it's really expensive to live here. Pays not, you know, it's great for some industries, not so much for others. And unfortunately, the cooking and, and hospitality industry doesn't have a record of great pay, you know. So I think that's a major factor in the growth of craft beer because the risk was so high compared to the reward, like, you know, and people were just nervous about it. So the, so the you know, a lot of the bigger breweries in New York had had big partners behind them too that funded something like that, yep. you know. And, and then you have guys like other half coming on who busted their ass in like different breweries and stuff and and they took the risk and yeah. they fucking crushed it and they still are doing it and they're inspiring everybody has to do it they're inspiration to me every fucking day you know and um, they make great beer they're great guys and they have a great crew and and you know they've spawned something crazy in new york like yeah, you know they have like jesus they've they've taken ibas to a whole other fucking planet you know and um, i think uh I think they're, um, that was the biggest factor behind New York and the growth of breweries, in my opinion. I'm probably wrong, but you know, it's it's. I got to think it's the cost of everything. Like I was, I'm shopping around for warehouses now, and I was up in the Bronx and found out uh, it was eight to ten or twelve dollars a square foot. Wow. Fucking here, it's like forty. And like you know, you need five thousand square feet. It's quite a quite a chunk of change right yeah. there, you know? Yeah. Then the contractor's expensive, the insurance is even more, this insurance, that insurance, taxes, everything, you know? So yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised it took New York a while to do that because it was so expensive. You know, you see the breweries that are just in Westchester and maybe Long Island and stuff, like their their set of costs could be a little bit cheaper. And they're fucking going crazy. They're supplying uh, the busiest city in the world the thirstiest city in the world yeah. with oh, yeah. fucking beer and it's not easy and if I don't know what the record is and I haven't even researched this I don't know if you guys have about the breweries where they are that they're closing down like I get the numbers that they're high uh, 2007 was the highest rate of closure but where are they where were the right. breweries you know were they in metropolitan areas were they in like what was their business plan like what yeah. are they it's, making shit it's, it's, you know a, what I mean? it's a per capita inequality thing in my opinion right? yeah, absolutely places yeah, yeah. where you can grow which is most of urban populace at least well, it's, or, uh, or nearish human nature you know what I mean? to gather you know yeah so. but that's what i mean i feel like if, yeah if you're making bad beer the market now tells you look either fix it or get out yeah unfortunately you know. like we know what good beer is now. But this all also comes back to reviews too. You got to listen to your public. You got to listen to your customer base. Yeah. You got oh, yeah. to change. Like I've seen some breweries and it broke my heart for them to, to close down, but they never adapted. Not once did they adapt to the change in market. Mm-hmm. You know, there's few big ones that closed down because they didn't do that. They changed recipes of great beers. They fucking closed down. Yep. They, they didn't listen to the customer base. They didn't even listen to the industry. They didn't, pay attention to where everything's going sorry you fucking screwed up you know yeah. it's horrible like people lost jobs people lost lots of money it's yeah. horrible but you gotta you can't just blame the industry for that you gotta blame yourself uh, it's fucking hard man it's really really hard like yeah. I, it's every day in the bar business you wake up to a whole new fucking set of like problems and troubles mm-hmm. and shit going wrong whether you know it could be anything every day I think that's what drives people like me to do to do this is because we love the excitement of what the fuck is going to go wrong today <laughs> how close am i going to be to fucking losing everything today and i'm telling you every single day of my life in this industry is living day to day what's going to happen tomorrow i have sure. no clue i have no idea what's going to happen i could lose everything tomorrow i don't know what's going to happen so it is really fucking stressful and it's but it's a buzz it's adrenaline rush i guess yeah i guess like it's a 
beer bars and, and the stress that comes with it. And it's a roller coaster ride. It's like a you're know, like a adrenaline junkie for to live in like that, but a little bit slower. But it's yeah, it's you know I I don't know what you know we could have a, if we have two three weeks of really quiet and nobody comes to my bars. I gotta close in fucking two or three weeks. You know, Shit. so it's a high risk high risk job. So imagine the pressure that's on mm-hmm. like everyone in that management position or ownership position. Like if you have you know you have you're not in operations then you don't know the pressure because we're not ones <laughs> we're not ones to go and talk about it here's me talking to everybody and um, oh, we, we, we heard a little bit about that yeah and what was it in manhattan arts and crafts right yes they, yeah. they lost what the better part of a week because of like a water issue yeah out of their hands but yeah it, happened. Still, I mean, it affects you fucking sandy hit me here man not one company we reached out to have this our insurance company told us to go fuck ourselves like wow. everybody did i lost everything in here i thought i would never recover i honestly was me and my wife were like what do we do, do we move back to ireland now like we don't know what's going to happen like people uh-huh. rally together we we they have the sites a lot of friends a lot of family have the side and they got a side of a thing but we lost everything in our basement like all our machines my my uh Compressors, my wow. glyco systems, my oh, motors, wow, yeah. my everything, the my core. sewerage yep. uh, pumps, my, you know, uh, everything is in the basement. <laughs> it's fucking, it got wiped out. It cost me a fortune to get this place back together. And honestly, it took me nearly three years to recover from that. And I kept my businesses separate that I was opening in New York, in Manhattan, because I couldn't drag that in, this, that, in here. And like that put me back two years, you know? So my dream of opening a brewery was fucking pushed for four years because. We couldn't survive here. We were still open, still paying taxes. We fell behind our tax payments because we had we had to get the place up and going for the third time, right. third fucking time, you know. So it was. This place is my addiction. I absolutely love Alewife. I, I was, I was going to say. So you said you took this place over. I took it do over. You, what's they, the? Do you know the genesis of the original name? Uh, the, <laughs> we were going to change it when I took it over, but my dad told me a story about I do I'll get to that in a minute it's fucking stopping in Boston um, I think and uh, but my story if we were going to change the name so then we renamed it AOIF NYC my dad told me the story that uh, he immigrated when he was like 16, 17 in the 50s went to uh, Wales and London dig uh, coal trenches actually and, and worked fucking doing everything you can imagine then he moved to America but they used to go drinking at the like the alewife and then home is the wife alewife is the bar in England back then it was all cask ale yep alewife and uh, your bar was your wife well it's like it's like you have a work wife too right (laughs) that's it yeah no that makes sense that's cool and uh, so that's that's where I was going to change it I was really really close to changing it and uh, when uh, when I heard the story that stopped you know and uh, I thought it was fun. Cool. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it, made, it, made, it made the name pure for us, you know. And, and I don't know what... I actually don't even know what, the, what Daniel was... Why he called it Alewife. I know it was a stop in Boston. I know L is in the name. And I guess that's worked out for them. Mm-hmm. To me, it means a little bit more. I'm kind of rename of the same name kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that mean, means something more to you. Yeah, it does. And, you know... Me and my wife have both been through hell and back with this place, from Sandy, from Closure, from taking it over, and it was in such state. And, you know, getting that back was blood, sweat, and tears, you know. And um, I had to bring in people to help me fund it and pay them back. And you just kept falling behind before you get further. And then I'm going to open another bar and 
trying to keep this above water until we'd done the brew pub. It was always going to be a couple of months away and it never, ever came to tuition. Mm-hmm. I would need to open another bar and then I invested everything I've ever had into each place. Like when I do one, it's like cleans my bank account. Open another, cleans the bank account again. My wife's been looking for an apartment for fucking 10 years, man. And I keep <laughs> opening bars, you know? Like it's not easy. Like yeah. you're not in this industry to make a million fucking dollars. You're not like, um, maybe you can with hanging restaurants or whatever, but we're, we're bar owners. We're, we're not living the fucking... <laughs> the Monte Carlo life we're not mm. like getting cruise ships we're, we work day to day we work our asses off I yeah. work average 14 hours a day and as I said work hard play hard when I when I take a weekend off and I go somewhere I'm fucking ripping it up you know yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna pretend I'm living a good life yeah yeah Facebook I'm living my Facebook dream land like you know, but it's, it's not like that at all it's the complete fucking opposite everyone in this industry whether brewery owners bar owners whatever that are operational and, and you know we we we're not the money guys. We're we're the operators, and we take the biggest risk. You know, well, not really, but you know, we do take a big risk with our lives and our savings because we don't have as much as other people to start this company. So when you see people doing startups in New York, you should go out and fucking support them because they're really, really trying, and they've put everything they have in their lives into something like that. And that's why I respect everyone that's going into this industry to do something like that, take that risk. Like, uh, I don't have a big education, but. I know how to run my businesses and I mm-hmm. and I know that I, I have to surround myself by smarter people than me every day to bounce off ideas, to learn more from them. Like I have great people doing great things. My business partner Dave Weekly is my fucking back of house finance guy. Like, you know, I don't I he fucking fights with me every week about the amount of beers I buy. You know, I always <laughs> go over budget, you know, but I gotta listen to him, you know, he knows more than I do when it comes to this, you know. I I know my strengths. I'm I'm I know where I have to stick at and I know where I have to hire people or bring people on and partner with them and, and for their strengths, you know, like we're not all able to do everything. I'm certainly not able to do anything. Yep. And I bring in the best people I can to help fill them voids, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, I think it's the right way to do it. Um, I'm, I'm not an expert by any means, but I do believe in people and I do believe in, in getting the best out of them and, that's kind of what I try to do, and you know, fucking had it. I have a temper, <laughs> and, uh, but it's you know I try to keep it at bay and 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 get the best out of people, and and instead of shouting, encourage, you know, instead yeah. of instead of being a fucking cunt, be nice <laughs> and communicate and, and talk to them, you know, and sure, and it's hard because it's such a stressful life, you know, um, the pressure I feel is is pretty intense. I try to keep it like. Keep, I don't want to die because of fucking stress, heart attack or something. So I smoke pot, helps me out a lot. I drink yeah. fucking great beer, spoiled yeah. with my beers. <laughs> and I have, I have my wife to fucking keep me, keep me grounded. And, and it's a, uh, it, it's tough to keep a level head a lot. You know, it's, it's, but I, I'm learning every day to be better and try to be a better boss and a better friend to my staff and be there for them when they need me. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's, it's a mad world dude it's, yeah it's fucking crazy you know it's i don't know we know what to do like i'm up early in the morning bed late at night and, and it's a fucking roller coaster of a day every day i don't know what's going on tomorrow i know i've meetings and calendar google calendar tells me shit yeah. and but it could take a turn something might go wrong at food's gold i gotta sure. be there for fucking the whole day like cancel my whole day for it could be a sewage problem it could be a fucking pipe got loose it could be uh, a motor and a glycol unit it could be anything it you know that's i'm responsible it's my yeah. job to get there you know and i try to do a lot of the work myself my managers are awesome 
like they're probably better electricians than I am right now. You know, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm out. Fucking fix it, you know. And they're uh, they're great people, man. And you know, we're losing two of them actually this year. Take the one got a better job offer, and one got is taking a trip of a lifetime, and you okay. know. So cool. now we're trying to fill them shoes, and uh, there's always something like building, forming a new company, building breweries, running the bars, and then I have to interview people for management jobs and stuff like <laughs> that. You know, so it's you know I didn't know that was going to happen. Today I find out. It's like yeah. shit, I'm losing two people in a month. You know, to give me a month's notice, and I like, oh, shit, fuck, now I got to find people right so you know it's like and anything can go around and it's tax season fucking how beautiful is that <laughs> yeah opening open and running businesses and Shit, now it's tax yeah. season so oh man yeah you know it's crazy and i'm sure you guys know talking to people in the industry for your podcast and that it's it's not all fun and games you know yeah it's of like course. We, we we show a good life but it's 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 a bitch behind the scenes so oh yeah yeah no. but it's it's fun I've just realized you do it for the right reasons. Any so. food. <laughs> <laughs> we have all this food sitting here. We we oh yeah, the smell's been killing I know, me in I the know, best I know, way. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if I could munch on the show. <laughs> uh, you know, so so Perry, uh, um, I have one final question about AOF. Do you have any other final questions before we before we wrap this today? Honestly, no. I, we've talked about so many cool things, and hearing like, I mean, you you got hands in so many things. It's awesome to hear all the things going on. Yeah. Um. So no, I'm I'm just happy to know. There's a lot, lot of cool stuff coming out. Yeah. A lot of things changing. Keep watching. In the right way. So I'm looking forward to Keep it. Keep watching. Like we've, there's a lot of things that are coming up in the next year, year and a half that are even more fun. Well, not as much fun as the brewery, of course, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some other funny stuff and, <laughs> you know, put more of my shoulders and, and risk. And I, I, I just love it, man. It's, you know, people always think I'm nuts for doing four bars and like, how can you do that? Obviously, I can't do that without the right people to run places. But to me, it's there's nothing more exciting, stressful, scary, but fucking fun than opening a bar under budget, usually way over budget <laughs> and on time. And the stress of building that up and running out of money. At the end of the day, like money gets you open, you know, you got to you got to spend some to make some. Hopefully someday I'll make some. And uh, man, when you're running out of money, <laughs> and, and luckily I'm an electrician and I can do it myself, and I can fix a lot of shit myself. I can I've done plumbing, carpentry. Uh, I'm a terrible carpenter actually. Even my dad, and my brother are carpenters, and I don't know where the hammer fell to my head. When I <laughs> but I can't do carpentry at all. Um, plumbing, welding, shit like that, electrical, of course. But you know, if I couldn't do that, I don't think I would have been able to open the bars I have I don't even I think I would be still in Brooklyn maybe just bartending and managing or whatever I, I think I have to drive to, to become my own owner but it's it's stressful when you don't have any money left and you need to open the bar before it all goes away so the scrambling and the shit you do like I, I the Jeffrey was a pet store dude <laughs> before <laughs> I had it open in six months and I was mixing cement in the back and the fucking floor collapsed oh shit um, on one side I fell in with it I was on my own and the cement mixer instead of it being outside but the beams and shit like that was really fucked up I never got an engineer in never done a bar without an engineer again and, uh, <laughs> but uh, I never I, I nearly died with that like a gas pipe um, ruptured and fell on my shoulder while I was smoking <laughs> and in the basement on my own and there was actually a homebrew competition happening at, here at Alewife that I was supposed to be at and I was you know 
three, four hours late, my wife was calling, my phone was over there, and I had a pipe on my shoulder, it was an eight inch pipe, and, or a six inch pipe, and I couldn't move. If I moved, it would have ruptured the entire line, and luckily one of the guys that was working for me, doing labor, came in looking for money, and I was like, I'm down here, get the fuck down here, and he came down here, and we, and we put it back in place, sealed it up, and got the plumbers in, you know, but, yeah, it's... God damn. Crazy shit happens, man, when you're when you're building your own bar, you know. I've seen yeah. people build and fail and you just get an unbelievable drive. You don't go home. You fucking sleep there. You it, don't it is stop. fully your life. Yeah, it is, yeah. You don't like I do everything from start to finish. And again, great managers to take over for me and, and run it with our philosophy and but when you there's a couple of places where I honestly died, should have died while building out bars. And it's the risk you take when you do it yourself, you know, and then after that we brought contractors in because <laughs> fuck that <laughs> you know and then the DOB come knocking they're like well have you got this that whatever it's like what who are you oh we're only renovating nah no major working on here you know it's like yep then you gotta hire con- or, you know I learned my lessons you know I do I swear to god everything's done right in order right now. <laughs> now we have everybody like we have contractors uh, architects and stuff and engineers working for us and, and it's you can I the experience I had man like here the structure cost me a year and a half of going back and forth to plan this place and build this place like you can't and we couldn't find the records of the what the weight levels of our weight limits of the pylons were downstairs so the 10 bar brew house is supposed to go here but we couldn't find them records and mm-hmm. they should be on file in the city and the landlord wouldn't sign off so now that through a year and a half of my life down the drain and other people's too and you know the hundred grand later just fucking fees of hiring these people to do it you know it's a lot it adds up and it's yours and it's gone <laughs> and uh, then you have to go and find another place so not, I'm. it's been two years since I wanted you know to open the next six months so next month we're opening next month we're opening no yeah. no two years later and Chief actually from uh, Industrial Arts told me that he's like oh you want to open next year oh okay add two more years to it and I was like fucker he's right <laughs> I, about it the other day. I haven't seen him in years but he, he definitely knows his shit though he uh, dude yeah guy's a master man I love his love his beards <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's incredible the talent beautiful brewery too by the way yeah, yeah. no for for sure for sure sorry again I went crazy no no so I actually weed. I, <laughs> I I actually only have one simple question so here at the ALY um you know, your taps and the other beers you have, how many on any given night, how many beers are available for people to drink here? 28. 28. Yeah. Um, with the brewery, we're going to add our 10 more taps, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to keep pouring French beers and beers that I think shape the industry. Um, it's kind of the point at all the bars is like you bring in, you support local, drink one. Uh, Greg from Barrier, oh, like, he left now, but he told me one time, uh, drink once because it's local, drink twice because it's good. So we'll no. always support local, always. And I'll always bring in and try to remind people of where the beer inspired people, like, you know, Rob Talbot, Alagash White, you know? Mm-hmm. that I, I remember I posted one time about a legend of a beer with Alagash White, and people were like, that's bullshit. You know, there's way out of better beers. So like, I'm talking about the style of this beer. Mm-hmm. For the risk to be done back then by Rob Todd to create right. this wheat beer. Belgian style wheat beer. I mean, it defines it in the US now. Right? If I make a beer anywhere close to that, I'll be a happy guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, guess I, I can remember see all it, that yeah. pressure shit I was talking yeah. about? It's gone. <laughs> 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 but 
<laughs> what was I talking about? But yeah, you know, you got it's it's about balance. Um, beer list to me and my bars are are extremely important. Um, it's not about ordering this, this, this for the sake of ordering this, 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 and getting who's who beer. And I couldn't give a fuck who you are. Mm. I care about your beer. Um, if you make beer, I, you know, congrats to you. It's your life, and you done a hell of a job with your life. You know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I like Hill Farmstead. In my opinion, are without a doubt the best brewery in the world. Um, their balance, their I- ideology of their beers are inspiring to everybody. And it's bingo star in here now. Bingo night. <laughs> I forgot about that bingo night in Ilmer. But uh, yeah. Anyway, long story short, balance is key to any beer list. Um, you got to keep your IPAs, your session IPAs, your pale ales, your pilsners, your wheat beers, your saisons, your sours, your wilds. Your stouts, your porters, you know, you got to have a lot of open and, what would I say, like a nice balanced menu, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. There's Some, something for everybody. Craft beer something is not for everybody. fucking wine. It's, there is something for everybody. Beer is complex. There yes. is something for everyone. And as long as bar owners keep cleaning their fucking lines, then it's not the brewery's fault. You know, yep. it's like, it's all about serving product that the maker intended, you know? Absolutely. 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 And they, there you go. I mean, what more can we say? Other than that, I think it's been a great show. Thank you so much for hosting Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. Really, really appreciate it. And to our audience, I mean, this is a great bar. This is a fantastic bar. You know, I've, I personally, I've been here many times. Um, so if you haven't been down here, come through. And if it's been a while, then what are you waiting for? That's all I can say. Drink local, drink fresh. Repeat. Repeat, 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 repeat. repeat. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Repeat, what? Repeat. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.